Goff takes the snap, backs up, lets it fly, and it is intercepted! Intercepted! Running with the football is Blackberry, and Blackberry's in for the touchdown! Brad Pick Brad six! Brad James Blackberry! Brad Bradbury! At least I didn't say Blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Merrill, you're funny, man. Oh, my God. We're back. At least I didn't say blueberry. Good line. We're back, Marks and Reese, live from oh, Chickas and Pete's in South Philly, the home of the best in-game experience for all your sports. Go to chickasandpeets.com for a location near you. Yes, Blackberry is a free agent, Ike Reese. Did I write that down? No, I did write Brad Bradbury. Oh, man, that was classic. All right, so. That was classic. James Bradbury is a free agent. We know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an excellent one-year, I think it was $7.25 million contract. So Howie was able to take advantage of a market that he got cut kind of late. It was a, a salary salary cap dump, or a, like the Giants got rid of him for salary yeah. cap reasons. Yeah. Eagles took advantage because they were a good team, and Bradbury wanted to come play here, and it, it was a great deal for both teams, for mm-hmm. both Bradbury and the Eagles. Now do you want to resign him? So we play stay or go with Bradbury. So I saw a three-year $51 million um, projection yeah. for James Bradbury. I don't know if it's going to be – I mean, the $51 million is is whatever. It's how much guaranteed money they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, really, it's probably two years where you, where he's getting that money close to guaranteed. Um, so, let's just say on the surface of that, say it's three years 51 with, I don't know, $30, 35000000 million guaranteed. Stay or go, Ike Reese, James Bradbury. Yeah, uh, this is a tough one because he's a good player, and I think um, I thought he played well this past year. But at 30-plus years old, um, I, I wouldn't have a problem if they moved on from James Bradbury. You're going to have to make tough decisions at some of these positions, and if I'm choosing between which players I would rather keep versus go in and let go of the tough decisions – because I think he falls in that category with C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Javon Hargrave as tough decisions as to what you're going to do. Give them that money, bring them back, or let them go, or franchise tag them. Um, He would be – I I would go in and move on. I got the 10th pick in the draft. Um, I think there's going to be some good cornerback depth up there. You're going to get an opportunity to take the first or second best corner in the draft. So that's a good position to be in, to get the number one player at a position of need, a premium position. And cornerback is something we know the Eagles have looked at the last couple of years of wanting to get a guy early in the draft, and it didn't work out for them. So they know it's a position they need to address. And they need to get younger at that position. And, And even if you're going to bring Slay back on a restructured deal or what have you, I would imagine Slay will be a candidate uh, that you're moving on from after the 2023 season. So next year could be his last year. Yep. So it would be nice to have a young player in position on a rookie deal. Yeah, I would um, – if you're telling – if you're going to say, well, hey, listen, I'm going to trade Slay and let's sign Bradbury to a three-year contract, I would – I mean, I'd be okay with that. I don't, right. think, I don't think that's what the Eagles are going to do. I think, it, I think from their perspective, they'll extend Slay and give him new money to reduce – the salary cap hit, and then he's with you for a little bit longer. And as much as I would like Bradbury, and I think he is an important player, like you had said, at some point you have to address the position with, with a younger player so you can say, like, okay, you're drafting somebody 10th overall. In two years when Slay's gone, this guy steps up and he's your number one yes. corner. He can, he can start right away, learn on the job. Not learn on the job, but kind of 
get ready sort for that of, role. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you got to throw him out there. He's a 10th pick. The more you keep doing these one-year contracts and bringing in guys for one year, it's another year you're not addressing the situation yeah. long-term, and it's time to do that. Yep. Especially because you know Slay's days are limited as far as how long he's going to be here. You, Hell, he's older than Bradbury. He's 32. Yeah. Right, right. That's the other thing. So that's why if you, if you said, like, hey, let's move on from Slay, I just don't know if that's what the Eagles are going to do. Dead cat hit, cap yeah. hit, yeah, which it doesn't seem like the Eagles are interested in or they can afford to take big dead cap hits. No, not even a dead cap hit. It's $26 million cap hit. It would be a $21 million dead cap hit. So you would save $5 million I guess, yeah. If you, if you moved on from, from Slay. Um, well, listen. It, it, that's it, on top of the 17. Well, that's not including the 17 that you don't have to pay him next year. Right. Yeah, so, so – I mean, Jack, I don't know how you feel about it, but if you told me Bradbury instead of Slate, I'm totally fine with that. But you need to actually address – they tried to go up and get Sertan. They mm-hmm. tried to trade up and get Sertan, and they couldn't trade up and get Sertan because the Broncos are saying, no, this dude's really good. And, by the way, he's yeah, really good. He's good. They were yeah. right about him. So, um, you know, I, I'm looking for that guy. And, and you're right, I, there's going to be a couple of corners there at 10 – because the quarterbacks are going to go ahead of them. You're going to get the number one or number two corner in the draft. Yeah. So that's what I want, Jack. But stay or go, James Bradbury. He goes. I guess the thing that, that is, so, is, is scary from my perspective is, like, you know, having watched this team after Sheldon and Lito and, and after. Young corners, yeah. It's like they've just been, for the first time in damn near a decade, it felt like we had two lockdown corners, and we saw the difference that it make. Like, you know, we talk about how much credit does Gannon get for the sack record or whatever. I think a lot of that had to do with they had two shutdown corners on the outside, so guys weren't getting open. Um, that's part of it. Yep. Yeah, so that's part it, of it. It was such a nice luxury to have, but like he he falls in third in my pecking order of C.J. Gardner Johnson and and Javon Hargrave. So at that point, I think he's got to go. And plus, we talked about it, but like Joey Porter Jr. that Weatherspoon kid at ten, it just seems like it makes a lot a lot more sense than than having to bring back Bradbury to big salary. So he's got to go. All right. Would you would you trade Slay and keep Bradbury, Jack? No, I think Slay's better. Like I, I, Slay was uh, is frustrating sometimes towards the end of the year, but like I don't remember getting like burnt. It wasn't his first year where it was like DK got him and these guys got him. Right. Um, you know, I just think that I think no one really threw his way. I don't think he got torched in the Super Bowl. I think that's kind of what the defense suggested. So maybe if they get a guy that wants more press on the outside, Slay can get back to being the Slay that we saw for a majority of the season. But uh, I think Slay's a better player, so I'll keep him. All right, well, Slay's not, he's not getting any younger, right? You, you want to maybe move on a year early than a year late, right? And, like, is this a year instead of extending him? Mm-hmm. Uh, 32, 33 is a corner. I don't know. But I, I, I think Slay is back, and I do think that – here's my worry, Ike, that they, they sign or they don't sign and they wait to the draft and then they don't draft a corner at 10 – and you're relying on the Steve Nelson or getting lucky with Bradbury, or you're looking at the one year, maybe a Marcus Peters or somebody like that, the veteran that comes in and is your number two corner. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they don't go out there a young corner this year. Um, they got two first-round picks, so you, even if you don't get one at 10, uh, you should be able to find one with the 31st pick, right? It's like, it's like taking a corner in the second round. So... Uh, at least I'm hoping they use one of these picks on a corner. Let me put it that way. This is one of the years where I'm hoping that they use one of their first two picks on a corner. We don't need a wide receiver. We're not looking for that. I know they like linemen. I would imagine if they go line, it's going to be 
an edge rusher. Could be an edge rusher. Could, sure. could, could be a D tackle. I mean, listen, they got a lot of beef they got to replace in the middle. So I certainly wouldn't be surprised with the 10th pick if it's a D tackle. I wouldn't be surprised with that. I wouldn't be surprised with an offensive lineman. Where are you going to go, though? Both your tackles, you're not going to take a guard with the 10th pick, right? Maybe a tackle that could potentially move out to Lane's position when he's finished with his contract that plays guard right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, Isaac Samalo is probably, I mean, I'm going to say he's leaving. Mm-hmm. He's not gone yet, but he's going to make some money on the open market, and I don't, it doesn't feel like the Eagles, to me, have that kind of cash to throw at a guard where you need to get a younger player that's, more, that's less expensive to play the position. All right, uh, before we go back to the phones, the Twitter question brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. If you're uh, getting engaged, the place to go is Mark's Jewelers for the best selection of diamond engagement rings anywhere and to fit every budget. Online, marksifeandjewelers.com. Which describes, this is interesting, like, which describes you as a Sixer fan right now? All in or still skeptical? 77% saying still skeptical of the yeah. Sixers. Yeah. Yeah, not surprised. I'm all in. Like all in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all in, um, in part because I want to believe. I, I, want, I want it to happen. I want, I, want, I want that feeling of three straight major sports teams playing for an opportunity to win the championship. Yeah. Phillies, Eagles, Sixers. Or a third straight team that loses in the <laughs> well, finals. Yeah. Well, would be four if you count the union. <laughs> yeah, okay, yes. I forgot well, Let's about count that. the union. No, it would be four. You're right. I don't want to leave the union out. Yes. Four, four straight finals <laughs> appearances and uh, losses. And as, and as Kyle Quinn just pointed out, uh, the stars of the USFL oh, man. also lost in the title game last Five. year. So that's four straight. How I mean, is the be... city still standing? <laughs> We, we got to end it with the Sixers. We got to. You got to just go ahead and let the Sixers. Or not make the final so we don't have to. No, with- I want to experience it, man. I want to experience it. I want to experience Joel Embiid being in the finals. It'd be pretty See, cool. that problem is, is the team isn't a likable team by the masses. That's the problem. They don't have likable players. It's not a likable coach. It's a faceless owner. Like, there, there, there is a, with the exception of the people who follow the team all the time. The, the diehards. The masses aren't necessarily in love with the Sixers. Right. They're worn out on them. Do you honestly believe that talent-wise they are, they are among the best yes. teams in the NBA right now? Right now, I think they're, one of the, they're, they're certainly a top five team in the entire NBA. And you can make the case they're number three or number four team. Right, you got Denver out there in the West is the best team, clearly. Denver is six games ahead of Memphis, who's number two. Right. We just beat Memphis last night. So, at worst, the Sixers are the fourth best team in the NBA. All right, and Boston, I mean, they're really top-heavy yeah. with, their, with their top two guys. I mean, listen, Boston's a very good team. They were just in the NBA Finals. Yeah. I can take nothing away from Boston. I don't right. take nothing away from Boston. All right, before the, uh, it, we'll start, we'll I'm restart. Also the, a, I'm also not afraid of them. We'll rub, and Saturday night's a bit, tomorrow yeah. night's a big night down at the Wells Fargo Center. All right, we'll restart the 76ers conversation because it was a big win last night, and this is what it sounded like on TNT. In court, in the corner for the lead, Harris! Harris! Morant in a thicket of defenders. No! Loose! Diving! Collision! Harden! How can you not love what that, man? What a great call. How can Kevin Harlan, man, how can you not love that right there? What that, a, that what a was great awesome. call, yeah. He is uh, 
And, and by the way, you need great – you make great players to make great plays yes. to make great calls. Oh, and yeah. that was all of all the above right and now. The, and the loose. <laughs> David Loose diving collision, Harden and Bean. Ah! What a great call. Awesome. I love Kevin Harden. Oh, you need it, man. He is so good. He is so good. All right, let's take some phone calls. Rios calling from North Philly. I would say this. Rios has become, as far as, as risers, Jack, when you, when you redo your caller list, I don't know when that is. Rios right now, the, the arrow is pointed way up on Rios. As a Marks and Reese Stock, caller. Stock's going up, yeah. Holy moly. Rios I love violence and I promote it. What's up, Rios? What's going on, hard charges? <laughs> Rios. What's up, Rios? Hey, thanks for all the adulations, but all I, all I care about is respect, but I appreciate y'all br- brothers, you know what I mean? You know what it is. But anyway, man, look, man, let's check this out, man. Y'all Twitter question. It was, if you're all in or you're skeptical, correct? Correct. Yes. All right, let me just tell y'all this. Philly, it's my team. I'm going to always be all in. But I got reasons to feel the way I feel. All right? Now, let me just say this quick story. So when I put – usually my son goes to bed, you know, hey, go turn on sports because usually he'll watch some sports and he'll fall asleep. He, you know, while I'm putting him to bed and we're going to go pray, he's like, oh, the 76ers, I don't know, they losing, whatever. I'm like, all right. <laughs> he, he runs out, like, later on and runs out like, dad, they won this thing. He all hype. I'm like – so I'm going to be – it's all cool for everybody to be hyped. But check this out. Let me throw in Glenn first since y'all speaking about him. Now, Glenn all of a sudden goes and says something to the team. Very freaking cute. That's what we've been wanting. <laughs> it's about consistency, buddy. It's about consistency. And look at you, I, Johnny. Y'all here like, well, he needs a damn say something nice about the fans, how they were going crazy and helping the Sixers out yesterday. His ego, man. His ego, man, that's his problem. His damn ego, man, just get your head out your ass and do something right for once, man. Now, you got Embiid, right? Let's, let, let, and we speak on Embiid. Yes, he's very freaking talented. But just like he was asking for, we need somebody tough. No, you be tough. You be tough. Oh, we need you, you see, You see how sucky that is? That's like me walking around like, man, I need somebody tough with me. No, I need to be tough. Just like I tell my son, stop being a sucker. You be tough. You don't think I get on him too? Huh? Let me tell oh, you something, man. Yeah. Worry about and, and look, let me tell you something. And, and, and you know, I'm very transparent. I get on him and you know, my saying is my son is on the spectrum. It doesn't matter. You're going to get treated how you need to go because when I leave this earth, you ain't going to be no damn sucker. Now, back to MB though. Check this out, man. Needed players and all this and that. I Johnny, y'all watch the game. Y'all know the y'all know how we are at Philadelphia fans. But check this out. When the Warriors just recently won the championship, they won it again without nothing just major. They got stuff together. You know why? Because they're mentally tough and they got heart. What about look, check this out. What about when Giannis a matter of fact, they took it to seven games against Boston without Middleton. Without Middleton and they won the top with Middleton. Without so MB, he needs to impose his will. Don't worry about nobody else. Don't worry about Hardy. I get what you're saying, uh, Ike, about the bat, uh, Batman and you, your next guy, yeah. Robin guy. You know, I get that. But no, worry if he worries about himself. Shows that he has heart and that everything will flow in. Everything will flow in, man. Damn, like, that, that's all it has to be and that's the only thing with me. I'm all in. Yes, and people may think I'm like, don't. no, I'm all in. We but, got you, Rios. 
But look, gotcha. one more thing, man. Yeah. I'm happy for baseball coming up. Jack is happy. The 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 rules sound great. Also, <laughs> one more thing. Are they going to come up with a new phobia? Because y'all were talking about Ben Simmons and understand when he looks at the rim, it's like Kruger. So is that going right. to be like a rim phobia type of thing? Like think of somebody breaking the court, a rim, and walking around with a crate or a rim. Is Ben Simmons just going to be all afraid? Maybe. That's right. what he is, man. Yeah, uh, Rios. I, I he has a phobia of the rim. So I wouldn't expect Rios necessarily um, have a lot of sympathy for Ben Simmons in oh, his, uh, no. in his no mental struggles way. in the NBA. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah. As Herb from Northeast Philly just uh, waddled, walked in. What's up, Herb? So Herb's wearing a full Adidas tracksuit. Oh, my man looking sharp today. What's the hat say? It's a, it's Philly, a Philly thing. thing. Come on now. Eagle's hat with it. Uh, <laughs> lights in my eyes a little bit. Wearing a pair of shades as Oakley's. Let's see the kicks, Herb. What do you, what do you got on? You got expensive sneakers on? All right. There you go. Herb right. is here. There you go. For anybody that wants to take pictures or get autographs, Herb will be here at least until the uh, and maybe the. What's well, the Flyers game? Is, is he taking people to? Are you working tonight, Herb? Are you working tonight? Yeah. All right. Yep. So Herb's going to go over and drive the bus coming up here. Now, now, Herb, are you, did you work out the deal with with Pete as far as driving the Chickies and Beats bus? <laughs> are you waiting on him here? All right, we'll let him know. Let He's me. Probably a big fan text. of his calls, right? Yep. Oh yeah, no. Pete, Pete has told me Herb's his favorite caller for sure. Right, but does Pete say, like, that's a guy I can trust with my bus? Right, especially when he's on the phone with us on the Wells Fargo bus. Yeah, I'm not especially. sure that's something that, you know, Pete would want on his bus. You know, that's part of his resume. Herb doesn't seem to think it's a problem, him being on the phone driving the bus. No, of course not. All right, let's go to Chris in Pensauk in New Jersey. What's up, Christopher? How are you? How are you fellas doing? Chris! What's up, C? How are you, man? About that game last night. Great, great day, man. I, I never asked for a shout-out, but it's my dad's birthday day. Shout-out oh, to birthday. Rick Udak, 82 years old, and you beat cancer twice. They said you should have been gone seven years ago. You're a beast. I love you, best friend. Man. You're my world. Man. You are my world, brother. Happy birthday, Happy Pops. birthday for sure. Yeah, yep. yeah he's, a, he's a bull, man. Um, and then his birthday, and then last night I'm sitting, and I... In a non-creeper way, I'm thinking, once you're coming back, I'm like, Ike's waking up the whole family. <laughs> now I I'm said, awake! I, I said, JoJo said, Josh, swat, swat. He got up on him in face. That, that, was, that was like he, he blocked him on a 12-foot rim. Did you see Josh face after he got smashed? He just looked at him and was like, what just happened to me? You got hit by a train, son. That's what happened to you. Man. Hey, I'm all good and beast. Skeptic, I ain't gonna rip and tear anybody. I don't do that car on car crime except for the third that named that dude the Duke. Um, but I, I it was, it, let me tell you, it was so rocking down there. You couldn't hear my, I couldn't hear my daughter when she was good. Hey, Tom, she had to go to the bathroom to make sure she's okay. I'm like, what? What? And then my whole crap, my whole section was running, screaming spin cycle because that's my nickname because they know what I own. We're high fiving and all, we're all screaming JoJo. That place. Was uh, that place was as loud when I had season tickets when AI was here in 01. That's how loud it was down there last night. It looked like it on it, TV. Yeah, I had my TV yeah. up last night. It sounded that way. Yeah, and I can't, I, and I don't like Doc, but he did a good job there. But I was dumb enough because I was in such a good mood today and I wasn't the grumpy old bear. And I listened to his interview today on another, on another piece of uh, social media. And man, did he say the right things about Philly and about his players. And I was like, 
Nah, dude, you ain't snatching me up. I don't. You're no way. You're not. <laughs> no, you ain't get me. I ain't, I ain't drinking the Kool Aid, man. You remember back in the '70s, that dude said, "Drink all that Kool Aid," and all those cats went to heaven, man. They weren't coming back. No, you're not getting me, Doc. But tomorrow night we're going to be down there rocking, Johnny. And and I love your honesty. And I just couldn't be happier, man. I got. I'm listening to the best show. Let me repeat this, everybody. And I don't care if it's disrespect to your other shows, because no, you're no, the no. best show not just on this station, <laughs> in the country, and you're not goofy and nerdy with all these hot takes. I love you guys. It's my dad's birthday. Another year with my best friend, and I just popped the green bottle, and before I called you, I just stacked all my cans at my shop. I'm going to make some cheddar when I'm at down the Snickers on my ATM. <laughs> fly, go fly, go Snickers, baby. 10, 9, 8, 7, eight. You go left, I'll go right. I'll meet you at the back door. Championship. <laughs> Here we come. Love you. Drink a lager. Smoke some green. Love the money. I was waiting for oh, that. Yeah. There it is. All right, Chris. There Appreciate it, man. Is. There it is. Shoo, 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 shoo. Me and Chris call if he didn't mention green. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, he's quickly finding his brand. We need Chris from Pennsylvania Bingo. Jack. Yeah, yeah, he's, but he's he's found his brand. He has. Yeah, he, he has his own little brand, Chris from Pennsylvania. Love him, and yeah. I know, and I know he's gonna, especially after Embiid and the Sixers have a good night. Yep. I know it's gonna be a jab at me, <laughs> which I appreciate. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We're live at Chickas and Pizza in South Philadelphia, the home of the best in game experience for all your sports. Go to chickiesandpeats.com for a location near you. All right, coming up, 76ers. Still skeptical? Did you actually buy this team can make a legitimate run? Finals, maybe? Also coming up, the latest report on James Harden's interest in going back to Houston. More on that coming up. Marks and Reese on 94 WIP. Hey, listen, let's talk about Mark Schulich for a second. Hey, if you're getting engaged, right, and you're saying, like, all right, like you decided that you want to get engaged, the next step is where am I getting the ring? Because that's the most important thing, right? And there's one place, Mark's Jewelers. They're in Montgomeryville on Route 309. So if you're from the, the Bucks area, the Montgomery County area, uh, absolutely, you probably know about Mark's Jewelers and their 25,000 square foot showroom, personal consultants. But if you're over in Jersey, you're down in Philly, wherever you are in the area, it's, they're right off the Pennsylvania Turnpike. They really are minutes from everywhere. Even it's worth a little bit of a drive. You're not paying Philly sales tax. It's free parking. And, again, you're getting the best selection, the best service, the experts that are going to help you pick out the perfect ring. They have a private booth for you to do all your deliberating in, a bar. That's right, a bar. So you can relax, pick the right gift. Mark's Jewelers of Montgomeryville, just off the turnpike, minutes from everywhere. You can shop online at marks-jewelers.com. Check them out. Shot clock at four. Double teamed. Harden three. Oh. Oh. What a shot! Oh. I mean, he was trapped in coffin corner. Nowhere to go in James Harden. James Harden, excellent game last night. Excellent season this year for the 76ers. Final, uh, final year in his contract. So where will he be next year and... There, where there is smoke, there is fire, and the smoke continues to be out there. And this is according to Tim McMahon of ESPN. James Harden returning 
to Houston is a real possibility. Houston believes it is a legitimate possibility and that it's not coming out of thin air. James Harden still spends a lot of time in Houston, spends his summers in Houston, works out at the Rockets. I think that's his facility at the end of it there. It cuts off. Uh, still works out at the Rockets facility on a regular basis. It's a very real possibility. I'm not even. What do you mean he works out at the Rockets yeah, I'm facility? Even, I'm not even sure how that's legal. Legal to do. <laughs> when does he work out at the yeah. Rockets facility? Well, they're having a tampering rules. Unless, unless their facility is the LA Fitness <laughs> yeah, and he's exactly. able to get in. Uh, yeah, what the hell is that all about? Yeah, I can't have Kevin Durant can't go work out over in the damn uh, Sixers facility. No. At least I wouldn't think he could. No. I mean, it's one thing to use team doctors and things like that right. when you're when you're doing surgeries or whatever. Right. Really? Who knows in the NBA? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows in the NBA? But so how much like how much of this do you believe this information is being spread by their agents as a leverage play to try to get more years out of the Sixers or, or the Rockets? And how much do you think of this is real? I think I think it's both. And I think it's real. Excuse me, because I think it's a real threat. That if James Harden doesn't get the contract that he's looking for, that he's willing to go in and walk and go back to Houston. I, I think I think it is a real threat. I agree with you 100. percent Yeah, it, I, I mean it's real. So let's say that let's say the season ends great and they make it to the finals or whatever. There's a much better chance that James Harden's getting a bigger contract from the 76ers if they lose in the second round again, right? I, I don't know if Daryl Morey's going to be coming with a four-year max deal for James right. Harden, and that's going to mean he's gone. Right. It's really in the 76ers. Uh, it's 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 on them. I think they're dictating what happens. I agree. I agree. I mean, I think I don't think unless you want to tell me he and Embiid is not getting along and he just wants to. It's not what he thought it was going to be here, so he wants to get out of here. I'm not hearing. We're not hearing any of that. So, and you watch their their body language out there on the court. Um, even yesterday, you saw you saw Embiid. Give James Harden a big high five after he hit the three pointer late. Like I, their body language on the court seems to be that they get along and they enjoy playing with each other. They're winning right now, but with James Harden, you just never know. You just never know if he's just playing in the moment and he's okay for now, or if he if he sees this thing doesn't end the way we want it to end, will he be able? Because this is what it really boils down to: Does he love playing in Philadelphia? Like, does he love playing in Philadelphia? Because here's the one thing James Harden could do, if it matters to him. He could finish his career competing to win the title in the Eastern Conference for a major organization along a superstar that keeps him relevant, playing late into the season, playing late into the year. He doesn't have to be the guy. He goes to Houston. He has to be the guy. Those are kids in Houston. He's so, not going for the winning. No, exactly. So – and, and the only thing that's missing from his resume is winning a championship. You know, what does he want his legacy to be known as? A hired gun? Somebody to put up meaningless stats? You know, you're going to look up and have all these total points and all these other records, and, and you're still not going to get the appreciation from basketball people that you probably deserve if you were a championship-caliber player. Like, and he has the ability to change all of that. Yeah, you're right. And it's a matter of whether or not it's important to him. No, I think the perception, and it'll probably some of it will be unfair, was that he was just a compiler and a great individual player, but ultimately yes. was never a champion. Yes, which which is true. But he's also been a, he's been a good player in this league for a long time. But it, it does the winning does matter. All right, when when you're trying to be measured against the other greats, that's what you get measured by. 
Like, that's what you get measured by. You could be Carmelo Anthony, great individual player. I think Carmelo's in the top ten all-time in scoring. Yeah, he was a he was a he, he was scored a, points. He was a franchise player that didn't win anything. What's the height? What's the what's the furthest? He made he, the conference finals one year in, in Denver, I believe. And not with the Knicks, no, not even the. Nah, and I don't know what they wind up doing with the Lakers. I don't know if he won a ring with them or not, but I know he wasn't important. Right. He wasn't important on those teams, and he's not really viewed as a champion. But that's a guy who was an individual bucket getter, was a great individual player. He's going in the Hall of Fame but he's not viewed like the other guys. He's not in the class. Like, to me, James Harden is better than Dwayne Wade. What does Dwayne Wade have? Chips. Three titles. Yeah. <laughs> he got and three titles. played major roles yes. in those people. One before Braun yes. and then, and then but, with Braun there. But as an individual talent, he's you not, can easily he's not make an argument that, that James Harden is a better individual talent than Dwayne Wade was. And then you can ask from a scorer standpoint, was, were the stats more important to James Harden than the winning? Right. Because Dwayne Wade, he, I mean, he put up his numbers. He sacrificed when Braun came. He sacrificed. He, he, yeah. he had Shaq, but he was the driving force on that team. So, but Dwayne Wade was also the ultimate champion, team player. Yep. Like, like he, he was able to do that. I'm just saying, if you just view the individual player, you can easily make the case by stacking numbers that Harden was sure, a way he, better player. But but Dwayne Wade is viewed as a champion because he has as three titles. Player, yes. yes. Yep. Like Dwayne Wade is considered the third best shooting guard ever. I mean, honestly, you you asked the question. And he wasn't better than Jerry West. No. <laughs> but Jerry West only won one title, I think. Jack has Jerry West ranked a hot, higher uh, on his list, I think. Oh, the big one and eight in NBA Finals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's it. But that's it. Is. Wait, nobody said. But Jerry, hold on, Jack. He went up against the damn Celtics. He didn't lose to the Trailblazers. Oh, yeah, Jerry and George Mikan. He didn't have George Mike. Did he? I don't know. I forget. No, no, no. But he went up against those Russell Celtics. He's not that well, Elgin Baylor. Baylor. He didn't play with damn George Mike, and he did play with Elgin Baylor. Yeah, well, Bell, yeah. He's the, the, the original. Well, the, yeah. the hell with Jerry West. All right? There's eight but, teams in the league. But but I'll, I'll say one thing, one more thing, then we can we can get back to the phones. That if Harden, like you, like you would ask, does Harden want to be here? And I'll say no. Because if Harden wanted to be here, even if they didn't advance this year, the case can easily be made that he's not going to go to a, to another place that gives him a better, better chance, chance to, to win. Because you know what? If they didn't do it this year, they, he, you very easily can make the case. Daryl Morey's going to go back in. Oh, he's yeah. going to tweak some things. Yeah. Like, they will have more and opportunities to do it. Embiid is in the prime of his career right. right now. So why yeah. the hell would you want to leave here? Right. You have, you in are, a major city. Your window is open to win this right now. they got to get it right. And Embiid's got to figure this out. But Harden's a big part of that, too. A yeah. huge part of that. Yeah. I don't I don't think he wants to be here. I think he'd rather go to Houston and be a legacy player down there and put up his 28 points and dribble the ball around right. and do whatever else. Do the Dame Lillard. Yeah. I don't think he wants Bradley to. Bradley Beal. Yeah. Yep. And, and yeah, and then he'll make the Hall of Fame and he'll score sure. all the points yeah. and he'll get the yeah. presents when he retires from all the cities <laughs> or at least from Houston. No, yeah, he's not getting no damn farewell. So he's like Paul Pierce. He ain't getting that Kobe love. He ain't getting a farewell tour. Yeah, James Harden is not. Now, they may give him a farewell tour in every city and other spots. Delilah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, he can do a farewell tour that way. And they'll praise him. Well, they have steaks uh, there. Now it's a steakhouse. Good wings. Delicious lemon pepper wings. I heard the same thing. All right. Um, so he, has he changed his, his name here? Because I remember him as Jay in Balakinwood. But he's going by yeah, JT, JT, JT okay. and Bella Kimwood, who is Doc uh, Rivers' number one fan. What's up, JT? 
are What's you? What's up, baby? I just changed my name, JT. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like you it. You think we didn't know? What's, What's up, up I, What's, What's up, up Mark? Hey, yeah. hey, how y'all been? Now, how listen. Hey, I'm coming yes. for you a little bit, bro. All due respect. Respectfully. It's all good. Yes, sir. You compare Siani to Doc. Now, don't you think Doc coming with a better resume than Siani where he could be a, a little teeny bit arrogant coming here? I mean, he is the only coach that I've ever known to be a treat to get traded. Yeah, I mean, listen, he, he, listen. He come here. He comes here as an NBA champion. Yeah, so he comes here with a better hey, resume than, than than Nick Sirianni. Yep. Coach of the year. I mean, NBA player, Suns NBA player. I mean, you gotta see it from his standpoint. I mean, I get it. Philly's a hard town to coach in. You gonna get criticized, but the man do know about basketball. I mean, and I will give him some blame for the team, but to make it like a fifty percent helm, nah. There's no coach that's gonna come here and fix the Sixers. There's no coach. Did you see how Embiid responded to Elijah's criticism? Yep. Right. About, so, about the shooting not, the three-pointers. Mm-hmm. And I got a little bit inside, too, because a, a good buddy of mine works for six. I ain't going to put him out there. Like, he's going through it with Harden a little bit now. Like, he's stopping Harden from hopping on private jets, going back to going here and doing like he, – he's been disciplinary with him, but you can't okay. do that. You see what happened to Nick McMillan, right? You yeah. You got to do that with Trey Young. You see where he at now, right? Unemployed now. Yep. So, you know – and hands is tied. Like, nobody's going to And you see where Trey Young is right now? What what seat are the Hawks? You know what I mean? Like, like, and I agree with you. Nate Mc, Nate, it's not easy to coach these guys. I, no. And, and, and I'll right. tell you what, JT, I'll, I'll give Doc this. First of all, I think he's been a lot less combative this year uh, with the media, and which is indirectly with the fans. He's been a lot less combative. And if you're telling me, He's challenging these guys behind the scenes, and you're hearing this type of stuff. And the way he called out Embiid and Harden the other day for not practicing hard or making sure that their team was practicing hard coming off the All-Star break, I'm all for that. Doc got into the bad graces of everyone when he decided to fall on the sword for Ben Simmons. When he decided to die on that hill with Ben Simmons and tell us that we don't know what we're talking about and we need to cherish Ben Simmons and all that other stuff, that's where he got in the bad graces of everyone. That was his own doing for taking up for his player as opposed to challenging his player to get better like all we wanted him to do. It's all we wanted Ben Simmons to do. We had been here with Ben Simmons for a number Longer of years. Longer than Doc, yeah, Doc exactly. You, you think you're walking in and you're going to yeah. tell us how it is. No, we're actually going to tell you. We've seen this already, been. yes. Now it's up to you to change it. He went the other way. Yes. I know what Doc's strategy was. Put and your arm around him, him and it backfired. Yes. Put your arm around him. Say, never the first thing he said about Ben Simmons was, I don't care if he shoots. I don't mm-hmm. care if he scores. You all are worried about that, not me. Not me. Only in Philadelphia. Yeah. That's where you got the only foot. From the first time he spoke to the media, he picked the fight. Yeah. And, like, all right, you can, you can support your player, and you can even come at the fans and the media a little bit, but, like, you also have to understand – that like he had went backwards and we had seen it, so we don't want to hear it's this is you, this isn't Ben Simmons, this is you. Well, and you threw it him, up. and you threw him under the bus the first chance you had. First chance you, you had, <laughs> and we called the whole damn yes, thing. You threw him under the bus Said, after that game. All right, Doc, you don't care if he, he's scoring now. You wait till the playoffs. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna care, and yeah. you're right. Then he threw him right under yeah. the bus. So listen, I'm happy if he's if he's if he's if he's challenging these Me guys. Too. He's not allowing James Harden to fly on his own private jet. Like, it's good. That's what he should be doing. <laughs> yeah, good. He also picked on Paul Reed for no reason. <laughs> we, yeah, we know he doesn't like the Paul young players. He would be on the all-star team. <laughs> See, stuff like it, that. It Come is, on, we've been going, give me one, Doc. It's it been is, like a year and a half since we had a good Doc moment. 
It's coming. The, the whole Paul Reed, the entire questioning was laugh out loud comedy. We played it, I forget, randomly. Maybe it was after. It was definitely after the season was over, but long after the season was over. That was Doc's entertaining up there. All right, back to the phones, Ike, with yes. one, one of my favorite callers in the history of WIP. Who you got? Eagle Shirley joins us. Eagle oh. Shirley! Hey, family. How y'all doing down there? Check the peace. Hey, Pete. What's up, what, Shirley? What's up, Eagle Shirley? What's up, Ike? What's up, Mark? What's going oh, on? Oh, man, all is well. Listen, I normally go to the Sixers game. I wasn't able to make it out last night, but I, I recorded it. And I'm waiting to watch. Uh, I'm going to fast forward to the second half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and fast forward through that first half. It's not nothing <laughs> worth what worth watching in the first half. Yeah, I'm excited, and I would have been going to the game tomorrow, um, but I had already had me and my cousin. We going to the Joe Cochran, um show out there in Jersey. Oh, um, have you seen Joe perform live before, Shirley? Yes, one time. Um, and oh my, it was hilarious. But this time he's gonna be with the band, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking oh. forward to that. Yeah, need a little bit laughter going on in my life. You know what I mean? Could use that. Yeah, could use a laugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm excited about um, Joel, and I really want the Sixers to really focus in now, because I'm listening to what everybody is calling up and saying, and we have we had Joel and B for a long time now, and so many different people and pieces have moved, came and went, coaches. And Joel Embiid is still here. After a while, you'll start to say for yourself, now, wait a minute, either they're going to start building where somebody want to stay or I'm going to be looking to leave. And I don't want him to get that feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to get that feeling. But I, I want us to build, bring in folks that want to stay, like with the Eagles. I'm still, I'm still not over the Super Bowl loss. You know why? Because why? you got the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator, they done moved on and got a new job while we're still here suffering over that loss. So how can (laughs) I get over something where they didn't even come back to to, um, suffer with us? Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, like they should have been required to not take the jobs to live in misery like we are yes, right now. Yes, for a week or You're funny, you're funny. I'm just saying, you know, that's why, for me, why I really couldn't get – I'm not over it yet, but yeah. the Sixers are helping me out. The Phillies, right. you know, um, getting back in is, is going to help me out even more. So, and, you know, these other little things that's going on, like going to comedy shows and, you know, doing other – you know, things with your family and friends. But, you know, I'm still not over it all the way. However, I, I just need my sixes. I need the organization to help them be out. Like, I, these people that's coming and not even staying for a year, I mean, staying for a year and, you know, thinking about moving on, That that's a hurt piece. Yep, yeah. yep. No, I, I need Harry Roseman to focus in on a defensive coordinator that ain't going to be looking for a head coaching job the following year. Yeah, it's tough, you know, because, Shirley, you want to you get the best candidate that's out there. We actually talked about this yesterday, but if this becomes a stepping stone <laughs> for, yeah. for, for a guy comes in and it's like, wow, what a great job. Let's, get a, let's go get a head coach. Um, I'll tell you what, though, and, and appreciate the call, Shirley. Um, Andy's kind of had to have to deal with that. He's had plenty of coaches that have left his staff. Yep, on the offensive side, yep. Yeah. But and then he's pumped uh, Nagy back up. He just officially got the job. Oh, yeah, because he'd be left, yeah. I got one EB thing, man. You know, I love you, EB. But the suit didn't look like it fit. 
correctly, man. Something was going on with the collar and the tie. Too big? Area. Yeah, it looked like it was too big, man. You're a coach, man. Looked like me in a suit. Yeah, it looked like it might have been the first time he put one on, man. <laughs> in a long time. Yeah, maybe yeah, that's gotta, what he's we gotta, wearing in the interviews. Yeah, we got to get that awesome. collar and thing. You got to get that straightened out, man. Is that part of the Andy Reid coaching trick? <laughs> yeah, are the uh, – because I couldn't imagine Brad Childress was a great dresser or no, Morning Wag. No, no. Uh, yeah, I won't, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> classify them as great dressers. But, but uh, no, I think they all – I think Frank, Frankie V, Frank Francesca dressed Took all Took care of them. all of them. Yeah, I believe so. I would, I would probably agree I that that would be so. correct. Yeah, but they, they aren't trying to look like Fletcher out there. You know what I mean? With, no. with their suits there. It's more or less. Not wearing a blouse? No, no. They're just straight, probably beige or blue or black. Well, not, 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 not many black. Blue. They're not wearing leather suits like No, this. no, no. It's all. It's all. <laughs> with some you can wear with some loafers and a little tie. Here's, here's what they can do. Because not everybody can do what you do, right? Like, you bring it all together. You're stylish. But it never like it, it works for you for sure. Right. Not everybody has that kind it has of to fit. Yes. Not, yes. Right. Has like, to... No one's asking the enemy to look like you in a suit. No. Gets, no. Like, no. But I, I, need, well, I need a suit that fits. Yeah. I, right. I just need my shirt, my my collar to be. right. I need your collar to be right. That's all I kept looking at when he was interviewing yesterday when he was speaking to the press. I'm like, man, what is, like he, what is going on with the collar? Just got it off the rack. It's yeah. Like, my goodness, like they stuffed him in the suit. <laughs> That's nice. That was my only thing. Like, here, put this suit on, man. Like, just, like it was a suit that was all in one. Like, they just put him down, stuffed him down in the top of it. It was a onesie suit? Yeah, like a onesie suit, man. <laughs> is his neck too – does he have, like, a fat neck? I think neck that – maybe that's what it was. Because I saw Takeo Spikes out at the Super Bowl one of the days. Right. And he's got the biggest neck I've ever biggest seen. Biggest neck ever, yeah. It's unbelievable. But he doesn't – like, the enemy doesn't have that type of muscular no. neck. No, he's short and right. thick. Yeah, that's, that's a cheeseburger neck. I think. Yeah, yes. yeah, I think that's what it was. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> we've, he's we've, a good player, man. I, I mean, I he's a good he, player, man. He Colorado mid nineties, late. Yeah, he was on that uh, the the uh, Cordell Cordell Stewart. Who was the other back? It was another running back there. Um, who was Rashad the other running Salam. back? Uh, Michael Westbrook was the Michael wide Westbrook, receiver. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was a good. That was a good team. Wait, was Salam Colorado? Yeah. Who was? Who was? There was another similar running back at that time that didn't have success. He was in the Pac-10. I forget. Mm-hmm. Washington, maybe. Kajana Carter's year. Oh, why? Uh, Did he win the Heisman out of Washington. I have to Google it. Ooh, I have to Google it. Huskies. Uh, oh, might, Napoleon Kaufman. I might. I, no, that was early '90s, right? I, yeah, I think that was a little bit before. Kajana was 1994. That was oh, the yeah. 94 Penn State in college. Best, best college running back I've ever seen. Yeah? Yeah. So is it just that one injury that he had that just kind of took away the extra oomph? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. He was never the same after that. Man, he was good. That Penn State team was really good. Yep. All right. Uh, we're live at Chickens and Pete's in South Philadelphia. Any Chickies and Pete's. Go to chickiesandpeets.com to find a location nearest you. You're going to get the best experience when watching the games. Yeah, I played against Lawrence Phillips, Eddie George, Ty Wheatley. All right, so you, so so Eddie George, who was a big, strong. Woo! What was what's Eddie George the strategy was a, with him? Eddie George was a linebacker playing running back. That's, that's what he was. And he wanted contact? Yeah, oh, hell yeah. yeah that's, Eddie George run you over, man, 230. Six three trucking two thirty yeah, 
he, he wore the, uh, that's back when they allowed you to wear the half shirts. So he had the six pack showing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like 210. <laughs> I'm like, damn. And he's running around. Right man, you. boy, listen. Corey Stringer, Lando Pace. Yeah, that Ohio State team. Ricky Dudley. Man. Joey Galloway. Terry Glenn. Who was the QB? Bobby Hoyne. Bobby Hoyne. Bobby Hoyne. Yeah. So who else? Did, who did they have? Because you would you played them without Hoying one year. Yeah, my senior year. Your senior year. Yeah, it was, was, it was in like the Stanley Jackson. Okay, that's who they went. And they won the. Uh, they beat uh, Jake Plummer in the Rose Bowl. They beat Arizona State in the Rose Bowl. That was a good Ohio State team, but they lost to Michigan. They couldn't. That's when John Cooper couldn't beat Michigan. Couldn't beat Michigan in the nineties. Yeah, they couldn't beat Michigan in the nineties. And then Michigan couldn't beat them. For right. Then the 2000s. Long. But in those 90s, Ohio State had a lot of good teams. Man. They had David Boston. Yep. Remember him as a wide receiver? Oh, sure. Yeah. I remember him. Well, I remember him in Ohio State, but I remember when he became, like, the incredible Hulk at wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, he was on steroids. Something. Something <laughs> one, right? He's like 260 running a 4140. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's back when they let me wear my neck roll. Are they? Do you not allowed to wear them anymore? <laughs> well, I mean. Listen, you put on a neck row now, I'll be able to throw you out the league. <laughs> the players will throw you out the league. These young guys will be like, what the hell is that? Is that a neck row? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pads are huge. Right, yeah, yeah. Like you, yeah you go out there bully. with a neck row now, yeah, you get laughed off the field. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming up, top five at five with Jack. We'll get to your phone calls, everybody. We appreciate you holding. But top five at five with Jack Fritz on a Friday What does he have in store for us today? Can't wait. Your phone calls, big 5 o'clock hour coming up. Marks and Reese, 94 WIP. Hey, listen, BetMGM, king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Benham Jim.